yeah, dude, turn this up. This is great. You know, it's like, it's real kind of like break free, kind mm, of blow mm. some steam off music. Um, it, all that kind of stuff really resonates with me, obviously. There's a lot of stuff about it, which is very cheesy and egotistical and all that sort of stuff, but that's part of it. You know, yeah, I, I find that whole, that whole era a really fascinating kind of slither of history where everything was bigger and better and, and not better, I put that in quotation marks, but everything was, you know, so... Uh, in excess mm, and um mm. and you know rock and, and metal was in the mainstream eye mm, and it's like mm. you just you'll never get anything like that ever Welcome everybody, uh, welcome to Chookers, my name is James And I am Neil And we've got the wonderful John Flaws with us welcome, hey. John. Thank you, hey, John. thank you for having me Now John, uh, to describe what kind of artist are you, why have we brought you on to Chookers? Uh, I kind of asked that myself when you asked me to come on the show I, was like, what do you, I don't really have anything that's like kind of happening really in the public eye just yet I've just kind of been kind of very, not slowly, I guess, you know good grind takes time but slowly kind of grinding all these different projects and offering my free time and you know creativity to all of them trying to get them to a place where it's like oh it's ready to launch and it's kind of like i've been on the brink of that for for a good time now well that's <laughs> i mean honestly that's perfect for us because the whole point of sugar is, is to wish you well on your endeavors you know Thank so you. yeah cool you know what i mean when we first chatted I just remember what stuck out to me most was you were saying you were producing and, and writing in two bands. Yeah. Um, so I've got, uh, the way that kind of happened was um, I really wanted to put together uh, an, a band that was doing uh, like lean, mean, really well-written um, like party metal, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, big hooks, pour some sugar on me, cherry pie, all the kind of, all the Ooh. bangers and, yeah. and, you know, stripper songs and, and the kind of stuff that people go, yeah, i you know, I just want to go to a bar and have a beer. When it comes on, everyone's just kind of like, oh, yeah, dude, turn this up. This is great. You know, it's like, it's real kind of like break free, kind mm, of blow mm. some steam off music. Um, it, all that kind of stuff really resonates with me, obviously. There's a lot of stuff about it, which is very cheesy and egotistical and all that sort of stuff. But that's part of it. You know, yeah, I, I find that whole, that whole era a really fascinating kind of slither of history where everything was bigger and better and and better i put that in quotation marks but everything was you know so uh in excess mm, and um mm. and you know rock and, and metal was in the mainstream eye mm, and it's like mm. you just you'll never get anything like that ever again yeah um and i i kind of I find that stuff really fascinating i'm a nerd in that sort of respect but uh i originally wanted to do that um and i kind of pulled some mates together who i think could pull it off we were chatting and and my drummer showed me this mashup uh, on YouTube, which is a mashup of ACDC's Back in Black and um, Staying Alive by the mm. Bee Gees. And <laughs> as like I mentioned before, like the yeah. summation of those songs together, I think is better than each one of them. And that's a wow. very big call because yeah, they're both yeah, fantastic yeah. songs. Mm. But when you put them together, it's it's just mind blowing. You know, it's it's it's, it's rocking and then you got the, well, you can't tell by the way. It's just over the top <laughs> of it. It just sails and it's wow. just, the way they've mixed it is cool. There's a lot of room around around the vocals and, and reverb and stuff. And it's just, 
it just sells it. It's just so good. I was like, why is no one doing this? Mm. And I, was, I just turned to him and we just went like, man, we should do this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do this. So what are we going to call this? I guess we'll call it. So the band, that band is, is called Babe. Yeah. And it's going to be, yeah. that's the kind of like, I guess, more disco space rocky mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and then I got hit up by a mate of mine who was like, oh, you know, I'm playing this other band, but I'm not really feeling it. I kind of want to do this other like some heavier stuff. And I was like, mm. I've actually got a whole bunch of material that's no longer appropriate for the thing I'm doing. Mm. Let's write some stuff. And it kind of was just a beautiful combination. He was like, I've got all these lyrics. I was like, great, I've got all these songs. And we just kind of sat down and put them together and he just gets it. And so that's become the really big, crazy hair metal, cheesy kind of thing. But I was like, let's, instead of just going, I want to sound like Def Leppard and I want to sound like this and that and the other, let's go like, if the band, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Skid Row, They've got the, like, um, the biggest song is like, I remember you, remember yesterday. I won't go into it. Anyway. <laughs> but Keep going, please. It's, it's um, uh, I was like, if, if that's the vibe musically, we can do that. That's sweet. Um, but what we'll do is we'll pick uh, more of a direction in terms of like, if they were going to write a soundtrack for a fight scene in a movie. Oh. From wow. the 80s or a montage scene from the 80s. What would you want? That's what it's yeah. going to sound like. And if yeah. it doesn't sound like that, then it doesn't make the record. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it. I'm into it. Cool. And I was like, and of course, good songwriting reigns supreme. I don't want crazy long-winded solos, man. I'm tired of writing solos. Like, I'm a guitarist and I like to play them and that's cool. But like having to sit down and, and rattle the songwriting and go, cool, now a solo. Hmm. Okay, cool. I just want... And like the, the majority of the audience just want a chorus mm. want to sing along and have fun mm. they don't want to mm. sit there and like, there's probably like two guitarists and they're like scoping out what you're playing and you're like oh that's, that's pretty good you're like, yeah you know <laughs> all right it's like interesting and like those dudes will come and chat to you after but you know i'm not playing i'm not writing music for the two people i'm writing for actually i'm writing for myself essentially it's like mm. this is what i want to what i want to listen to and what i want to hear and i'm not kind of really hearing it out there um or if you know if it is out there kind of locally i'm not mm. looking hard enough and that's mm. my own fault if that's the case. But, but you know that's okay to, if you just write for yourself, right? Of like, course. Uh, you yeah, write yeah, for, yeah, you've got to. If you're yeah. writing for somebody, it's, it's kind of almost like, um, it's kind of a waste. Like, why would you do anything? Mm. You're not going to get the kick out of it yourself, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, I mean, with the whole Chukas thing, what we're doing right now is essentially what, what it was. Like, mm. I thought to myself, you know, um, and James, like, like um, there's got to be people just like us, you know, mm. out there. Yeah. yeah. So if you just write for yourself and what, which you're doing at the moment, uh, there's thousands, hundreds of people out there who are just like you, and and they'll resonate towards what your music is and your, whatever you're writing about. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, like, there's a lot of um, there's it's strange. This this particular day and age of music is mm. it's 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 kind of the everything's kind of been done. So the new thing is to blend all these different things that have been done and trying to create a new thing out of it mm. you know and everyone's going like oh you know that a multi-genre splicing thing like everyone's saying billy Eilish does that mm. there's a guy called ghost main who does that and he does it and he mixes stuff like trap and rap and and what like else? what's trap trap as in you know like um like trap beats so it's like usually got it like the stereotypical stuff of, of trap music mm. um is uh based upon like the 808 drum set so you got like those the, the real the the real scattered kind of like like hi hats, uh, usually like a deep bass um, and like a kick drum that kind of works with it, and then you have, you know, some vocals over the top or whatever it is. But I mean, the whole world of that sort of 
electronic music and, and rap and stuff is so vast. It's its own beast. And I mean, I spent my life kind of like trying to really get my head around and, and really understand and be all about like metal. And there's this real divide between the two. It's kind of like not okay to like the other one. Um, and I think that's a stupid kind of heavy metal mentality that mm. I kind of grew up thinking, you know, Metallica probably did that to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Like, oh, yeah, you can't like this music because it sucks. And it was like, and then when I listened to it, I was like, this music's sick. What's wrong with you guys? It's cool. <laughs> They're like, just like it. It doesn't matter. Mm. Like, mm. you know. But like, like, because heavy metal has changed to the decades, you know, like, of uh, and I'm, I'm sure heavy, like Metallica and um, maybe they were like, oh, we're not like um, Black Sabbath. You know, like, and Black Sabbath and Metallica are a bit different. Right? And, and Black Sabbath still was heavy, you know, and, and, it's, and it's changed even through, lot, well, through the 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, there's, um, there's, the, there's this great observation, and that is heavy metal still exists because it's a youth-orientated music. Mm. And so, therefore, you're going to have constant generations of youths who are going to take it and do their own thing with it. Mm. Um, if you take things like uh, other genres like jazz, for example, it's kind of not as, um, it's not as vast, I don't think. Or at least the, in terms of the, the, the genre itself and it's like, oh, like, you know, how many jazz clubs do you see around and, and all that sort of stuff? And how many jazz artists... Um, like in terms of like a thriving scene and getting new people in there and doing more mm. things and creating new avenues to kind of like build on the genre and all sort of stuff. Mm. I don't see, I kind of don't see that happening nearly as much as I see in metal. Obviously I'm not kind of like, I haven't got my, all my eyes on the jazz scene yeah, or yeah, like that yeah, either. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, again, it's like genre blending and subgenres and subgenres and then other kind of low key ones and mm. all this underground stuff that is just, um, always kind of like pushing the envelope because it's the extremities of music mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. same way that kind of like orchestral music is like the other extreme. There's so much going on. Mm. It's like, it's a really, truly understand it. You, you, you kind of got to really break it down and listen to what each individual section is doing, what each individual instrument within that is doing, like, you know, and how it's all put together. And it's just, it's its own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Anyway. And, and, and before you said ha- uh, hair metal, mm-hmm. I've never heard of hair metals. Can you never heard of hair metal? I, I, I haven't heard of hair metal. Have you? Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh, fine. Yeah, I yeah. haven't heard of it. So okay. I want you to explain it to me. Okay. Because so like I'm a huge fan of all like I, I have. A, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Like I grew up in like sort of hip hop culture, right? Mm-hmm. But because I have, like I have a, like, different friends or whatever, so I was huge like heavy metal fan. So I became a Cold Chamber fan, and I became a Slipatura fan, and and, and right. that kind of stuff, right? And a Slipknot See, fan. And yeah, I, was yeah. going to, I was going to the concert like two years ago. Which they cancelled mm. with, I think Metallica. Metallica, Metallica yeah, yeah, I got tickets to that. Yeah, at yeah. Like three hundred dollars, like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, but it was the first stadium show, dude. It would have been huge. huge. <laughs> it would have been insane. Yeah. God, like, yeah. S- like Slipknot and he- and, and, Metallica and Metallica the same same night. Yeah, uh, the best. Yeah. So like, I don't know, I don't know what hair metal is. Like, so, so explain to me. Uh, hair metal is kind of became a bit of a term because it was of the era of the eighties where everyone had big hair. Mm. Uh, and I think prior to that, it was known as like teeth metal because mm. it was, um, I think uh, the coin was predominantly spun by uh, Lemmy of Motorhead. Like he'd see Van Halen on the oh screen yeah. and instead of being metal and grim and like, you know, they're all smiley and like, eh, up, you know, yeah, California yeah. and babes and, and tans and rock climbing and 
Van Halen, you know, <laughs> oh. and you're like, and everyone was like, oh, that looks like fun. It's a party. And so that kind of like really took off. And so mm. then you've got, um, it's also known as like glam rock or, mm-hmm. or glam metal. Mm. Um, and it's just like, it's all this really kind of like poppy sort of like your poisons and even mm. um, like, yeah, Motley Crue. Um, Guns N' Roses, I'd say, is probably a little bit more hard, hard rock, rock than yeah, hair metal. Rock, yeah. They were kind of a bit more aggressive and, I guess, more of an attitude kind mm. of thing to it as opposed to being really kind of pretty. And it was this real era of, like, the dudes look like chicks and the chicks look like chicks. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> everyone kind of looked the same and yeah. wearing makeup and wearing, like, scantily clad stuff. And it was just like, yeah, it's just that's that's what I felt to do with, like, with hair metal. but. Mm. Okay. Um, so it's become its own little culture on its own then? Yeah, I suppose so. Because um, like, what, what, what are you saying? It reminded me of what hip-hop is. Like, hip-hop mm. is not just music. Hip-hop is also like uh, graffiti artists and the Of course, there's a whole like culture. Whole culture There's a whole it. visual aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. There's a whole like subgenres you've got. Yeah, I mean like, I listen to a little bit of hip-hop and stuff. Um, like, I really like, uh, like Puya. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like a lot of kind of like alternative sort of rap. I think mm. the way that they kind of construct... Um, a lot of the the lyrics and the phrasing and stuff. Mm. Sometimes I'm, I'm just like, fucking write that, dude. That's mm. so good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just so like it's just it's genius. Like yeah, take my money. That's great. Mm. I'm into it. It's great. <laughs> you know, there's a lot you can pull from that mm. as a songwriter. You know, in terms of like wow, like I mean, like obviously, you know, Eminem's huge, but the way he, like discovering him, it was a, it was kind of like a, it was a game changer because it was. It wasn't just kind of like rhyming cat with hat. It was like, mm, you're mm. actually, and then one of the, I did some like some singing lessons a couple of years ago. Um, and I realized that what he's actually doing is he's rhyming just the vowel sh- shapes in the words. So mm. you're like that word and that word actually doesn't rhyme. But then when you pronounce it a certain way, sorry, when you pronounce it a certain way, it's all like, it just syncs together. And it's like, yeah. it's, yeah, it, it was just kind of a cool that's going to help with lyric writing because yeah. I don't think I'm very good at lyric writing at all. All right, you know. So what if, what if there's a there's a young kid listening to this podcast right now and they're mm-hmm. like, um, I love Van Halen. I'd love to do that. Mm-hmm. What do you want to? What advice would you give to them on how do they get from where they are now, studying at school, to kind of where you are, where you're producing bands um, in genres that you love? Um. Uh, it's, it's tough. Honestly, I would, if I had my time again and it was, I really wanted to do what a particular band does, I would go down, I would go down the road of whatever instrument you play and whatever sound you're chasing. I would learn as many songs as I can by that artist. Mm. I would really look at the songwriting, really look at what is he doing on the instrument? What are they doing when they construct their songs together? I would listen to, I would study the absolute shit out of those artists. Mm, you know, mm. I'd be listening to podcasts. I'd be listening to like old interviews about how they do everything, you know, behind the scenes footage. I would just go ham and I would make it my business to know how to do what they do. Mm. And then I would also try and do the same because it's kind of contagious when you do that. You deep dive on a band or an artist. You kind of get to a point where you're like, man, I kind of feel like I know everything about this now. Mm. Oh, it's another artist. Oh, yeah, I like that too. That's cool. I'll do the same. And you kind of mm, do that. And eventually mm. you kind of, you'll know enough and you go, oh, I'm going to do that thing. Only I'm going to put that spin on it and I'm going to put the melody that I've cooked up in my head to do this mm. because that's going to support the vocal melody, which does this. 
mm-hmm. and it's just and you can kind of build your songs then like i mean keep it it's like kiss a, a genius because it's just mm. keep it simple mm. like mm. you don't have to go standard verse chorus verse chorus middle eight double chorus outro there's so many great songwriting bits and pieces and kind of getting really intricate with with the songwriting and um and following uh like you know write a song write the bones put the lyrics to it then rewrite the song around the lyrics and what is the hook Mm. the hook and the main section of the song is what you're selling everything else comes secondary so you need to build up to that and you need to sell that vibe um and be decisive don't don't be like oh i really want to put this bit in here because i really like this bit it's like does that bit serve the song yes or no Mm. and Mm. if it does Mm. serve the song then great sew it into the song so it makes sense and the flow isn't disturbed. Um, if it doesn't suit the song, then there's nothing wrong with going, cool, I'll put that on my pile of riffs of sections and stuff. Maybe I'll build that one section into an entire song mm. or whatever it is. There's like, the, yeah, I don't know. There's, it, it took me a long time to kind of get to where I am in terms of songwriting and all sorts of stuff. And it's a constant journey. You nev- you're always, you know, learning. You mm. can never stop learning. Mm. Well, you can, you die, but you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stopping, the, uh, stop, stopping learning is death. For sure, absolutely, hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think that just like in in, in acting and like I'm an actor and um, and uh, it's important for me to watch different types of films and everything, right? Mm. And I think as musicians, as same is it knowing different types of genre. I think a lot of people get stuck in their own genre and and they think, oh man, I can't learn from this or the other. But I, I really think you can. And each genre genre rather um, um, speaks for different things um, and. That's why I've always loved heavy metal because it still has some stuff that I understand and believe. Yeah. It has some political tone to it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just has just a funny tone to it and sometimes has a, a, a different a social term for it, whatever, you know. You know? Mm. And uh, I like for, um, I've been listening heaps recently. <laughs> I'm going back to my, since I was, when I was in high school. So I've been listening recently to um, like Toxicity by... Um, System Down. Yeah, yeah, System yeah. Down and... and, and um, what's the other one? Oh, forget the other ones, but like, like BYOB, BYOB, and stuff like that. And it's got a great pinch harmonic uh, in that song. Yeah, and, and, and it's so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it's that, incredible. That yeah, one it's, bit, that's the hook for me. That's the hook you for know? me. That's like, yeah, it's you wait so for that bit, and then the post bit was like, everybody's going, yeah. just going yeah. like, yeah, dude, this is sick. But that little part really, is yeah. so intelligent. Of course it is. Yeah. and the whole song is actually really, really political. Yeah, you know, they're talking about um, the you know everybody's coming to the party and having a good time, and it's like, but like. This whole thing is built off. The they're talking about, the, yeah, yeah, they're talking about the uh, uh, Armenian uh, genocide. Mm. What's happening uh, uh, in Armenia, uh, and and it's what's yeah. actually ha- happening at the moment. In the last few, like this week, it's yeah. I mean, like, and like that's kind of to be able to kind of write something as intense as that, and kind of sew it into a song that has made it mm. to to an extent quite mainstream. Mm. Um, very clever. Yeah. It'd be very clever to be able to kind of like put a spin on it that, that way. Mm. And if people care, they'll look deeper and go, oh, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And, okay. and Ariel and, mm. and, oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I'm they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the, the big four or five of, of new metal, like NU metal. And yeah. that's like, mm-hmm. um, I'd say Slipknot's probably another one. Well, Corn. Corn was a. Corn for my high school life. Corn was like my band. Yeah, you know, back in the day, yeah. if you're if you're a corn corn 
fan, you want really a metal fan. <laughs> I mean, it's the, like you're like, oh, I, I, would, I would kind of agree. That's <laughs> yeah. new metal. That's, that's it's new metal. metal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like you get teased. Like I remember, like, oh, I love it's not true metal, like, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I had friends, I had friends who were like huge heavy metal fans. They're like, mm. man, I listen to Korn. I love Korn. Like, <laughs> that's too, that's too that's, soft for me. Oh, man. That's, honestly, that, that's one of those things that I, I think is so toxic about the the heavy music scene is it is so divided. There's and there's so many subgenres and there are so many gatekeepers and elitists that are just gonna like mm. I only listen to this Sorry, just give me a second. It keeps, keeps particular black talking. metal that mm. comes out of this particular section of Norway. Otherwise it's not true black metal. Blah blah blah. You're just like, dude, it all sounds it's like I mean I'm not a fan of black metal personally. The aesthetic is nice, but you know, it's kinda like it all sounds like spooky thrash to me. Like it's mm. all pretty kind of like, you know, um well, I mean, I it's, feel it's it's about identity, right? Oh, because by excluding other people, you're in, you're including yourself. Mm. You're saying I'm a true metal fan because I listen to these, while you do not. Therefore, I am a true metal fan. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's probably quite. Um, uh, we need to pause, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. But we were talking about identity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. You, you go. Well, I was wondering what what is the what does the metal scene look like here in Sydney, and I guess because you mentioned a bit, uh, sometimes there's the toxic toxic aspects. I'm sure there's great aspects as well. Um, what's the best about it, and what could be improved? Um, I think like this may seem kind of cheesy, but I love cheese. Uh, I feel like if if like in in terms of like a, the particular like heavy music scene if it like everybody seems so divided and it's like, Oh, if, you know, if you're into this, then that's not cool. And by default, you are not cool. Mm. Uh, I think if it was just kind of like, it's all heavy music, man, it doesn't matter. Like mm. pull together. You'll actually have a solid fan base scene when international acts and stuff come to town. They're actually playing to sizable audiences, which means they'll come back and make more money, which means you start generating an actual economy mm. around the music that you love, as opposed to being, so divided about it. I mean, there's all these memes and jokes and stuff and it's about like, there'll be, you know, because there's usually like one or two girls at like, you know, a metal show and that's about it. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real male I've kind of dominated so many females. Which, which metal shows? Like oh, rock shows or metal shows? Metal, sh metal shows. Because I used to do security back in the day in, in Canberra. We used to have a, a festival there called, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the, um, rock some festival uh, it's basically a, a rock a huge rock in University of Canberra mm. and the Festi fest festivals are a little a little bit of a different okay, different cool. beast in itself because it's kind of like a come one come all yeah but like we, day of it. Yeah. but we but there's have like metal concerts there as well and there'll be, there'll be so many females and so many yeah I don't know that's me Mm. And is that what the scene needs? <laughs> more, more chicks? Yeah, the scene more needs more diversity. Um, I mean, I think that's like it is getting it is getting better a lot more, obviously. Um, but I mean, it's it's always kind of like metal has always kind of been a bit of that sort of boys' club, uh, and I think a lot of this kind of like this there is a bit of I don't want to say toxic toxic masculinity, but there's a lot of kind of um, there's a lot of this attitude of. I need to test your knowledge about the band that you're oh. wearing because 
otherwise you're a poser. Yeah. And that's the worst thing to ever be in the world of metal is to be a poser. Mm. It's like, oh, you got that shirt from, from, from Cotton on, did you? Yeah. Oh, so so you like you like that, Ben? What, what, what's your favorite song off of, off of the, the third album? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, I didn't come here to talk about some band I'm wearing on my shirt. I actually came to support the scene and mm. see this band because mm. I actually like this band. Mm. Do you like this band? Or are you here to chew me out about a shirt that I wore? Like, yeah. You know? So they're woke people. Uh, they're just, I think it's the elitist kind of like, you know, like I, I kind of feel like there's a subtle in the back of their mind is like, what will happen here is I will tell, I'll find out how much she knows. If she doesn't know, I will teach her. Then they will be in love with me for my knowledge of the band that she's wearing. Oh, and okay. we have something in common and that's Aww. a talking point. And then we can kind of like build a romance, but it's a bit kind of, that's a little shitty. It's a bit deluded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean but I don't know. I, there's, it's, it's, Again, this is real broad terms. I'm not talking about any sure, in, sure. in particular, but there is there's enough memes floating out about it to make it a reality, and it's, mm, it is like mm. you know being like I mean like my girlfriend gets people kind of like sussing out, you know what metal shirts and stuff she wears all the time, and and she's just like sometimes it's just not even worth it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather wear a stripy shirt because it left alone. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, like, okay, you know. Um, but I mean, it, any anybody who's passionate about a particular subject or subgenre or anything like that is like it's. Like you want to talk about it. Mm. I mean, like here I am talking about like obscure genres of subcultures of metal and stuff like that. And like, I mean, I love it. It's, it's great, but it's not the be all and end all. And if someone goes, Oh, I really like this band. I'm going to be like, Oh, sick. Yeah, cool. That's great. Like Mm. I don't mind this and this and this and like always lean towards the positive. Mm. I mean, that's, that's kind of like myself though. That's a special case, you Mm. know, I suppose. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I just wonder, you know, what, what can we do? Um, or, you know, in that scene where we can help people um, stop gatekeeping, you know? I don't know. I absolutely don't know. Mm. I don't know if there is, uh, a, a, you know, a kind of like new lay of the land. I think the talk around it is getting a lot better. I think that they, there's, there is particular um, internet communities uh, that are kind of going like, this is getting kind of a bit bullshit like mm, you know mm. let's let's kind of like keep this positivity kind of going and, and all that sort of stuff but i mean being a band and stuff is like you can't really choose your fans mm. um people will like what they like and if you like what you're like what what you do this is going back to the fame the, the point you're making earlier is like do you like writing music for yourself is like i think this is cool and if i think this is cool there's there's a damn good chance that there's someone else in the world that's going to think it's cool mm. and vice versa and and that's kind of like if you get enough people enjoying what you do, then you get enough people paying you enough attention that you can then make something of it. Because mm. I feel like there's always like some sort of click, right? And, and people just want to be, uh, if someone like, it's like, I think it's like fashion. Like some people like something and people and other people want to be part of a group. So they start liking what these cool people start liking and all of a sudden it becomes fashion which is also BS because everyone has their own taste and but they don't speak out about it because they think they're going to be um, like... Tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Basically. Sure. So I'm like, well, that's also once again rubbish because I'm, I'm sure that you can write something, I can write something, and you can write something and we could somehow relate. We don't have to like exactly the same bloody thing. No, of course not. Yeah. But I mean like that's... it's People are going to be a lot better off Coming together than staying divided. Yeah, mm. absolutely. In anything, mm. whether it's music or art or, or business or anything, you know, you can't build a bridge one man at a time. Like you, you need a team. Yeah. 
you know, Absolutely. or we can, but eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, yeah, you know. I mean, what do you think about, um, uh, we have a movement now where, um, celebrities or artists are kind of getting blamed for what their fans do. Um, it's been around for a long time. There's the, the famous case that there was, there was like a, uh, a double suicide. There were these two boys back in the eighties who, um, and that their parents ended up, they, they, um, they committed suicide whilst listening to Judas Priest. Mm, and geez. then they turned, the parents and community turned around and said like, it's Judas Priest's fault. Ah. Because the lyrics that they're writing, mm. that's what made them do it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it was, it got thrown out of court because it was like, no, that's ridiculous. And mm. then and they were, they said, the famous saying is like, I write this music because this is what it means to me. Mm. If someone takes my art, interprets it, interprets it a certain way and then does a certain action, how am I to blame for that? Mm. This, this mm. I'm, like being a musician is like, it's my job to write lyrics, mm. to put to the music that's given to me, to be able to put out to my fan base, which I then get income from. This mm. is a business for me. It's, it's, you know, um, and so therefore it got kind of thrown out. And then it's, there wasn't like, again, Marilyn Manson, the same thing kind of Columbine, happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's all that sort of stuff. And you kind of, um, I mean, being an artist is so much more than just, I write songs and I make music. You've got to be, there's so many different cogs in that machine that mm. you have to keep. It's, it's basically, there's a really good analogy that my, my drama um, said. It's like, if you want to make a living out of it, it's like you're that 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 musician who's who's spinning plates. Mm. You've got to keep all those plates spinning. One of those is merch. One of those is sh- like playing shows. The other one is writing music. The other one is being in your fans' faces and in like fan engagement, social media, and it's a full time gig. You got to do it all the time. And as soon as you stop, you're not getting income. Mm. Mm. And it's like it is. It's strange. It's like how can like, like you do get creatively burnt out? It's the same thing with like if you're going to be a YouTuber, you kind of there's a lot of YouTubers that happens all the time. They kind of hit a point where they're like, I'm so creatively burnt out and um, you don't know what to do. You're just like the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a camera and edit more videos. Mm, mm. It's like, I totally, I get it. You know, there's, you got to kind of have a good work to life balance. Um, and if you can kind of build a life for yourself doing what you love, that's a success. Mm, that's huge. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of people different like measure success and stuff in a different, in different ways. But to me, that's what I think is success. If you can wake up every morning and go like, I don't hate my job. Actually, I'm really excited about it. Mm. Excellent. Spring out of bed. I'm going to go and do this. And then you come home and you've got extra time to do other things that you love. Mm. How do you, how do you balance your work life in work life balance? Um, because of, uh, it's interesting because uh, I have like, I have, I've got a background in audio uh, and I basically kind of, look at particular scenes um, from a real kind of like, I guess, I don't want to say business mind, but a marketing kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. You kind of look at a scene and you look at, at what people are doing, what people aren't doing. Is there a hole in the market? What can I do to fill that hole? And you kind of- You fill holes for a living. I fill holes for a living, if I can. <laughs> you know, I feel like that is- If they where can, if like, they can <laughs> accept your filling, yeah. Of course, but that's where, that, that's exactly it. Is Sorry. is sexually no no aside <laughs> that, that if if you can go I see you as a hole filler, John. I, <laughs> thank you. I see you have the ability to fill many holes very well, actually. And very, thank you. You know, it's, yeah. I like it's a good vibe to put off. When I walk down the street, you know, it's like and people that motherfuckers fill holes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
I wouldn't be angry at that. No way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, it's like, uh, so I had this idea where like, okay, on a very kind of local level, there's all these different bands and all these different scenes. And I was kind of looking at that, what I was talking about earlier and like, this is the music scene and it's very vast and it's very kind of like divided and all that sort of stuff. What can I do to shine the spotlight on some of these up and coming bands in a similar way that you're kind of doing this? It's like, mm. let's talk to some people before they do something or, yeah. or we wish them well when they're on, the, on their journey. I was, I was like, okay, cool. I basically want to do a Headbangers Ball style interview show. Headbangers Ball is this thing from the 80s where they would play music videos on MTV and would go for a couple of hours and everyone who was into metal would tune in and they'd play heavy metal hits and you'd have a host and he'd bring bands on and he'd do this and interview them, right? And talk about the record and touring and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, I'm going to build myself a little show and I'll be the host and I'll edit it and I'll do all the work and, and, and I'll, I'll, I was going to call it Who Dis. Mm. Um, and I shot a few episodes um, I was like, it's all going to be portable so I can go down to the venue and I can set it up and I'll, all I'm going to do is line it up. So I ended up, but the idea was like, I'll do a whole bunch of interviews, individual members, whole band members, and we'll just sit there and I'll just kind of like create a YouTube channel and just keep pumping it out, pumping it out. It'd be great. Um, and I'll try and hit international acts and they come through town and all this sort of stuff. Um, and because of that, I was like, all right, I've got to learn a bit about lighting. I've got to learn a bit about camera. I've got to like be a host. I've got to you know, direct, I've got to kind of like, what product am I trying to get out there that I've got in my head? And mm. I need to kind of get this out of musicians and mm. people who are actually quite shy in front of a camera and have never done this kind of thing before because you're, you are shining the light on, on people for the first time and you're asking questions like, so what did you grow up listening to? What is it that makes you, you're the person you are to do the thing that you do in this band that you're in, mm. you know, and why should people care about that? Mm. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, I mean, I've got a story to tell. Everyone's got a musical story to tell, like, mm. or at least a story to like where they got where they are and why and how and and like all of that's kind of exciting. And if it's that extra level of, <clears throat> sorry, uh, is that extra level of fandom that is there that like fans can deep dive on you? Mm. Like, oh man, yeah, like like because like when I was growing up, it was Metallica and Iron Maiden and Guns and Roses, and there's just so many interviews and so many like so much information you can deep dive on any one member and just know everything about them and everything you want to know and the vibe and all that sort of stuff. But for all these like up and coming bands, that's not really a thing, mm. you know? Um, and a lot of them kind of don't really know how to get in the public face and stay in the public face and put out content and all sorts of stuff. It also kind of seems a little bit egotistical if you set up your phone and be like, so I'm going to tell you my musical <laughs> story. Like that yeah. seems a bit stupid, but if you give people the platform, you give people mm. the, the floor to go, Oh, actually. Yeah. And if I was going to collaborate with somebody, it'd probably be this guy now that you think of it, you know? And you're like, great, that's a huge conversation. Mm. Tell me more. That's good shit. Like, talk about it, man. Like, you know, but I kind of realized this is, this is all right before COVID, you know, came mm. to town. Yeah. And um, I realized, okay, there's now no entertainment industry. Or what there is, is, is you know, a very, very tight down version of it. Um, toned down version of it. But uh, there's no more international acts coming through. Mm this thing I want to create in and of itself is fantastic as a networking tool. And there is nobody else that is doing this, but it doesn't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. There's no income coming in. Mm -hmm. It's a full-time job and then some, mm -hmm. and I have bands I'm writing for. I'm trying to build this business. I'm trying to do this. this there's all this other stuff. It's like, there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. And I unfortunately have had to go, 
I'm going to put that on the back burner yep. until I feel the time is right to kind of pick it back up. Um, and I've kind of done that. I mean, I started writing electronic music as well because I was oh, like, wow. I want to learn more about that. That's, you know, there's, and that's a whole different, like I said, it's a whole different world. Mm. There's so many subgenres and all this stuff. And what do I draw from? And, you know, like I really like this guy and this guy and this guy. I don't really like that guy. And that's annoying and all that sort of stuff. And you go, I'm going to put this together. And then that's a whole process in itself. Learning how to write music for electronic music is totally different to writing music for rock or rock, metal yeah. or pop mm. or anything. It's, it's all its own understanding. You got to really know what you're doing mm. um and it's a learning curve and that's like like i said learning is just the best thing you can do for yourself mm. and then applying what you've learned to something that to me is is you know that gets me rock hard you know yeah absolutely um well what, what can we what then can we to wrap up what can we wish you chookers on like what projects can we do you have on the boil that we can wish you chookers on that maybe people can hear about and maybe um i've been so, so after the whole, um, you know, the who dis idea, I basically converted that into how can I turn this into a business? And so I'm starting my own media company, being a one-stop media man called Flaws Media. My right. last name's Flaws. So I was like, ooh, that's cute. I'll do that. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been, I've been working very closely with my old band, To The Grave. Um, and I've been working on a, a documentary that should be coming out on the 3rd of March. Wow. Um, called Eat, Sleep, Grave, Repeat. Um, oh, that's fantastic. That's I know. Really we good. didn't even touch on that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Oh. <laughs> quickly, quickly. Touch, yeah, real touch, quick, quick. Real quick. Touch on that. That's, that's really important. Okay. Okay. That's right. really important. So um, I basically, I've, I've, like my old band uh, is like a deathcore band. That's why I know so much about heavy music. And we, I used to work just a couple of casual jobs, take time off whenever. So we could tour up and down the East Coast of Australia. And I was doing that for a few years. And it was great. The old lineup kind of came to uh, a bit of a wall. And I kind of thought, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm now kind of the old guy at the shows. And, and it's just a bit, you know. Um, but they kind of went low key, rebranded themselves and came back. At the same time, through those, those particular years, I've been learning a lot more. And I was like, I'm going to do this media stuff. Um, and my drummer who's in my band is also still in that band. And he was just like, dude, you got a camera, you got the gear. Can you, we've, we're having a video clip already shot for us. Can you come and get behind the scenes footage and we'll pay you? I was like, I'm not going to say no to a paycheck. So yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. I'd love to do that for you guys, you know? Um, and I still need to learn and everything's great. Um, and I just kind of did that exact same thing where it was like, okay, what can I actually turn this idea into? Mm. Like, instead of just going, here's some behind the scenes footage, guys, good luck. I was like, I'm going to turn this into a, a documentary mm. because a band of your size, which is, and there's a lot that's happened with them. Mm. You know, they've kind of gone through, um, uh, they got signed to local management um, and they've got international management now. And, wow. you know, they lost their bass player in a fatal car accident like last year. And so there's like, there's this story to tell. I've just got to, direct it, put it into an arc and sow all the, all the good footage and everything that is around to really sell who they are mm, as people mm, behind yeah. the brand. And that's what people grip onto and go, I want to, I'll follow you guys until the end because I absolutely love you as people and what you do. It, you know, tickles the thing inside me that makes me go, yeah, I love it. So like, yeah. and that's fandom and that's how you build that. So the, the whole thing is like, that's kind of what my company is doing is it's like, what do you, if like if you're a business or if you're a band, it's like what is it that you want? You want to build your fan base, or you want to educate your fans, or you want to kind of like do something. It's it's like cool. Let me throw like you know roll some ideas around in my head, and I'll come back and I'll go. Let's do this, and I'll put this together, and and this, that, and the other. So Great. That's kind of 
well, my main focus has been on top of writing music, mm. obviously, for these other bands. But we'll we'll put that on the Instagram as well. Like, uh, if you if you've got a page going up for that as well, then that's, oh, that's yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's good. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to kind of. I still have to kind of make all the socials and the websites and stuff yeah. like that. But I've got a, a very small window of we'll, time to get that live. But yeah, yeah. When all that comes up, let mm. me know, and we'll chuck it on Insta so people know where to find you and stuff. Of course, you're going to do that, do that yourself. Yeah, but we'd love to have that on on our Chuckers yeah, uh, Instagram as well. This has been fun. This has been great. Yeah, great. I'd love to come back sometime. This has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. When everything's when you're back doing other stuff, please come back and we'll we'll go through the other stuff again. We'd we'll love yeah. to have you on again. Well, um, just, just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was saying it's cool. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. Well, just, just before we're going to end it, I was going to say, is there anyone out there you want to give chukas out to or well wishes out that uh, a shout out to? Because then- There's a lot. There is? Of course. <laughs> There's always, um, uh, I've, you know, um, I've, is it like a special thanks or is it like a chukas? Is, oh. is it like a go hard, don't stop? Yeah, yeah it's like that. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Go yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. stop. <laughs> it's a hundred percent like that. It's That's not a hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It's is go it? hard. Okay. Don't stop. It's like yeah, chuggers. Come on, man. Right. <laughs> Whoever that is. Whoever that yeah. is. Um, if it's just one person you had to pick at the moment, and then you know, I'm sure there are many. Uh, I'd say the first one that comes to mind is, um, oh man, I'm gonna say Matt. Matt Clark. Matt he's Clark. an audio engineer. Great. Um, and I think he's an absolute weapon. He's one of my absolute best friends. Um, I love the guy to bits. Um, yeah, go hard, bro. Yeah, don't stop. Chuggers, chuggers, chuggers. He gave me this great advice. He was like, "Fuck downtime, dude." I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm totally on board with that." Yeah, no downtime. No Grind downtime. Grind until you die. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep when you die. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you uh, next week. Next week, yeah. Um, thanks for coming on. Thanks, and, John. Uh, no and thanks for having me. Can't wait to have it on again and whenever you come, when you're ready to come back on again. Excellent. I'll be here. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Chookers. 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 <laughs>